Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. This show is not like any other show out there. We tell the truth. No one controls what we say, and we're on a mission to expose what is going on in government on both sides of the aisle and in between. You can go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of the show, and thanks for listening in. The Kate Daly Show, where telling the truth is now a revolutionary act. The Kate Daly Show starts now. You once claimed that you have an ability to face unpleasant facts. Is that what you've demonstrated in 1984 by drawing an accurate portrait of the future? If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. Mm, Wow. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I'm Kate Daly, your host. You can go to katedalyradio.com for the podcast of this episode. I'm doing a deep dive today. We're going to call it Education Palooza. It's uh, on the deep state. And uh, I'm actually excited to do this because it incorporates a lot of pieces to the puzzle that maybe you haven't thought about. It's going to be hard for some people to hear, um, especially people that are dialed into party, party, party. They're, it's going to be tough for them to hear this. And that's OK. Sometimes things need to get tough. I'm uh, always grateful to be able to do this show. And I, I, I have to say that just because I the fact that I'm not owned by anybody what a relief. <laughs> what a relief. There's so much media that is. You'd be astounded by who's owned by who and uh, whom, I should say. And uh, I'm not. So I'm going to say things that are going to be hard to hear, and I'm going to say things that are uh, tough to digest, and it's going to be an interesting show today. I've been wanting to do this for a while. You know, even going back to the whole Jim Jones thing, remember the Kool-Aid was that what we thought it was? World War II, was that what we thought it was? Senior Bush, uh, George H.W. Bush, is he who th- we thought we, he was? You know, um, the Rothschilds, um, the backdrops, the, the who behind the scenes, the Soros, the, all of this. We're going to cover, we're going to cover so much today. And so we'll get going. And I will take phone calls because I know all of you have pieces to the puzzle that you'd like to share too. And then of course the 80th floor, we got to make room for that today too, because the 80th floor is going to be fantastic. Uh, and, um, because it's important, it's important. All of this is important. Make sure you get to the website, katedallyradio.com. You'll see a picture of balance of nature. Make sure you're taking that supplement. I love the supplement and, uh, it's giving me the nutrients that I so desperately need. I know you need them too. We all do. And I know you're not going to eat over 450 potatoes today if you have a potato, but that's how many you need to eat to get even the nutrients um, from five or six decades ago. So we have a huge problem in our country of not getting enough vegetables and fruits, not having that be the mainstay of our diet. And where you can tell, you can tell it has manifested itself into heart disease and, and cancer. Um, We have got to do something about that. I recommend and suggest wholeheartedly that you go to Balance of Nature, that you order up, take these supplements every day, 11 servings of fruits and vegetables. And then, of course, um, put in the code Kate and get 
extra savings, 35% off. It's already affordable. Now it makes it even more affordable. That's how good it is. Um, we have to have, we have to be doing something. Let's launch in because we have a lot of ground to cover and I'm afraid we're not going to get there. Um, okay. So Glenn Beck did a great series on, uh, the Democrats Hydra. It's kind of like the big deep state plan. And what is the deep state? And I've covered the deep state in so many shows through the last eight years. Um, have we ever put some of these pieces together in one? Probably not. It's almost too big to do. But we'll try. We'll try to put some more pieces together. And, um, you know, of course, there's uh, interesting stories about Hydra. I'll get into that in a moment and, and, and what they're actually doing right now that's resulted in the Ukraine mess. So I have to credit Glenn Beck. I worked for him for three years and did a show for him. And I have to give him credit on this. Um, I usually don't cite a lot of Glenn Beck on my show, but this was a great series and it needs some attention. You can actually get it for free a couple of hours on YouTube um, where he identifies and kind of goes through a segment of this. The reason I say a segment is because it's so big and vast, all the tentacles, the heads of this, you could even say the Hydra. Really, that stems from a story, doesn't it? Um, back in our, our mythology of the of Hercules and uh, how the Hydra grows back three heads each time, you know, something is severed. And this does have a lot of heads to it. And he goes through some of the heads. Not the whole thing, but some of the really important parts of it. So I have to, my hat's off to him for doing that. And this is worth listening to, uh, the Democrats Hydra, uh, a couple of hours by Glenn Beck. But because there's so many heads to this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over this in a little bit, even more depth, um, in some of the more intricate pieces of this, because I think it's important. And, um, and I think that, that what's at stake here is affecting us so much. Um, you know, we have a lot of things about the Ukraine that are very important that we should be looking at. Why is Pelosi's son? Why is Hunter Biden Biden's son? Why are, you know, Joe Kerry's son? Why are all these kids of all of these extremely communist, um, so you could say socialist, but I would probably go full communist, um, you know, people, puppetry in the news. Why are these kids all invested in energy in Ukraine? What is it about Ukraine? And um, and so the natural gas firms are controlled by the Ukrainian oligarch, you know, in the in the past and, and now. Why are why were they even being paid off? And there's just so much more to the story. Right now we have impeachment hearings um, that are centered on the piece that they want you to look at. The piece they want you to look at is a simple phone call, a phone call that really didn't have much to do with anything. A simple phone call inquiring about Biden's crimes about Hunter Biden. But what they don't want you to do is look at anybody else because the name of the whistleblower, Eric Charmella, is involved in many, many, many branches of this, is already in the email chains, is already on paper, and is already, his name is everywhere. They don't want, they, that's why That's why Adam Schiff doesn't want him out there in the news, doesn't want him to testify, does not want him part of this. And this is why they passed rules in the House, which are just unconscionable, I know, um, that they could do all of this without the other side of the argument, without other witnesses, just their own. <laughs> Have you ever been to a court case where one side was presented and that was it? Well, um, that's what they're trying to do. So all they want you to look in one area. The media wants you to look at one thing. They want us all dissecting the phone call again and again and again, which we've already done. 
they don't want you looking at the bigger, stronger force behind this. And it's been going on uh, really since the deep state really sort of unveiled itself. Now, the deep state's been going on for uh, several centuries, right? I mean, at least. But you'll see more of that manifest itself really in our presidencies. And this is why I'm so grateful um, uh, for the book, The President Makers, uh, that Don wrote because of the fact that you have a deep state that's operated through the puppetry of presidents since 1901. So you've got this and who's behind that? How many communists? Are, are with communist thinking, how many people that want to vie for control are behind the presidencies? Who, who is engineering the strings of the presidencies all along the way since the year 1900? And he goes back, Glenn Beck went back to the Fabian Society and their involvement, um, their involvement and the tentacles of that. Um, George Bernard Shaw, you know, um, who we credit for being this terrific playwright, but he was a total communist. Um, we in our society, it's, it's well, you know, where the victors, you know, go all the celebrations and the acc- accolades, right, where we identify the victors in society. Whenever we're giving somebody awards, you should probably look into that. The other day I talked about uh, they promoted sort of Adam Schiff to a seat on this uh, on this tribute uh, committee that is usually run by Republicans. And they they invited him to come onto the seat. And it was like about anti-communism. Such a joke. Right. Always is. They always use stuff like that. Anti-communism or he quotes Jefferson. I mean, I I thought a lightning bolt was going to come out when Adam Schiff quoted Jefferson, but um, and grab him. But uh, but. They were giving an award to somebody who was steeped in communism. This is how they operate. And then they do it under the guise of kind of like George Soros, under the guise of democracy. They use all these wonderful words. They say all these wonderful things. But at the end of the day, what they're doing is the exact opposite. So they use all these words to make people feel good. They give out the awards to those that are steeped in communism to make them look like patriots, but they're not. They've been doing this a long time. The deep state's been alive and well for a long time. And they've been working under this guise of, um, you know, democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a republic, but we fail to remember that. And so there's a lot of different things going on with Ukraine and why Ukraine is at the hub of this, why Ukraine is being talked about more so than they even want to talk about in the news, because the uh, the the orange revolution, you know, which really started back in the mid two thousands is why we're here with Ukraine now and why we're here with Egypt and why we're here with Syria and why we're here in the middle East and each decade of a presidential puppetry, you know, had their own decade of around the globe's infiltration and they've had a long, long opportunity to do this. So, you started with Colonel House, which we've talked about on the show endlessly, and and, uh, and Wilson. And we talk about all of these these people that were controlled because um, Colonel House, of course, lived in the you know White House and didn't really have a position. Kind of like Valerie Jarrett and Obama. There wasn't a position, but there was a reason she was there. Kind of like with Colonel House and, and Wilson. There was a reason that Colonel House was behind the scenes pulling and telling Wilson what he was going to do. There was a reason for all of that. They started utilizing the, that puppetry that was not elected to gear legislation, to write legislation, to gear the presidents, to gear the elected officials, 
to really be the power behind the power, right? I have a clip, sometimes I'll play, of Kevin Spacey on House of Cards saying it's the power behind the power, the power that's unseen. You have a public version of this power, and you'll see that in the George Soros groups. You'll see it in the Fabian Society, the Council on Foreign Relations, the UN. The UN is the public the public, uh, you know, version of the deep state, the um, uh, CIA, the State Department, these are all, um, you know, this, and oh, I'm sorry, in the secret, it's the CIA, State Department, Soros again, uh, you know, NGOs. This is the secret part of the deep state. The public part, CFR, UN, right? Public faces of the deep state. The secret part, CIA, intelligence agencies, State Department, all the different countries, intelligence agencies working together. So there's so many facets of this. That's why it gets so crazy when you start unveiling all of its tentacles. Because Glenn Beck's special probably would have had to have been 10 hours long in order to discuss, maybe even two days straight, to discuss all the tentacles that they have. Um, it's frustrating, I know. But I want to work through some of it so that we can sort of identify it and expose it. Um, that's what this is. It's just so important. While they're busy taking away all of our guns, we've been arming terrorists for years. Have you ever wondered about that? We're arming terrorists, but we're taking away our guns. Hmm. Interesting. More on this when I come back. Kate Daly Show, Deep Dive, Deep State. Be right back. Balance of nature. Changing the world one life at a time. Scientific research has shown that many cancers and lifestyle diseases can be prevented with a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. This prevention comes from the phytochemicals in the plants. They fight against oxidants that damage the cell's DNA, causing mutations that lead to disease. In my lab, I've seen the immune response increase, I've seen your DNA repair capacity increase, and I've seen DNA protection. As a scientist, I know that balance of nature works. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Call or go online now and become a preferred customer, which gives you our best pricing and free shipping. And we will take an additional 35% off of your first order. This will be a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Oh, yeah. This is really good song, by the way, for this. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show here. I'm just doing a deep dive on the deep state. And let me tell you, it's so much deeper than you can even realize. My last eight years in radio, quite honestly, have been overwhelmingly eye-opening. It's been tough. There's some stuff I've actually held back on a little bit off the air um, because it's almost too much for people to grasp. It's too hard. I'm just being honest. I, I... I, I have to feel my way through this because it's, it's, a, it's tough. It's tough when you're out there talking about this on live radio. Because there's, there's a lot of people that don't want things being said to wake people up. And the illusion is much deeper, much deeper than you can even imagine. You know, there's a slogan, uh, Thomas Dykes, I think, says this, question everything. 
He said, I can use it. (laughs) I'm going to question everything. You really ought to be. There really shouldn't be anything off the table. The only thing I don't question is my faith in God. I know God exists. Everything else is uh, honestly, when it comes to government, is subject for you to be asking that question. And I think you're going to be really surprised when you do deep dives that you're going to find all this out too. Things have been being controlled for a very, very long time. I've done shows on George H.W. Bush because um, even his lineage, even from the Civil War on, um, you have a lot of different people profiteering, making money. There's always been a lot of people in the deep state that have profiteered and made money off of power and control. For George Soros, even, his name comes up a lot, but there's a lot of powers that be. Even he's a puppet of somebody else, too, of, of, this, of this very, very big deep state. The reason I say that is because a lot of times when you even see the fortunes, you know, Fortune 500 or the most powerful people in the world, they're never actually going to name the most powerful. They're going to give you the illusion that it's so-and-so's, you know, the Bill Gates, the, the you know, the, uh, the oil chic, the, you know, the, this person and that person, they'll put a face to it, but never the backdrop of who's actually really, really in charge of the trillions of dollars. This is exactly why the deep state is operating from the stance of climate change, emission taxes, all of these things, because they, uh, they'll get a lot of money from doing this. There's a reason. And sometimes it's not even about the money. It really is about power. You can have enough money at some point, right? It's about power. And if you drain everybody else and you've got all of that, then, uh, then you, can, you can do what you want. So we have a public face of the deep state. And this isn't a conspiracy anymore. I'm, I'm hoping by now, after, after hundreds of years of unveiling what the deep state is, I think we can all realize that there is one. <laughs> um, you've got the public face of it and the private face of it. You have the public face of it. And the public face of it, believe it or not, is the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, the UN, uh, your Fabian societies. These are all societies that really did operate and kind of tell you who they are. They just... They don't mind that people know who they are, um, but they're out there doing that. The thing, people that work in the shadows more are your intelligence agencies. This is why this was great under Trump that we got to see the unveiling a little bit of our intelligence agencies. We got to see this kind of um, showcase itself in the last couple of years through these very public hearings, right? We're getting a glimpse, just a small glimpse of what's really going on behind the scenes in a very secret operative world. If you see the CIA attached to, I love that the Charmella, his, his last name starts with CIA. <laughs> he is a CIA operative. Do you know a lot of the deep state revolves around the operation of the deep state uh, CIA, of the CIA being involved in a lot of upheaval behind the scenes worldwide? Um, they work out in the public face, right? We, we publicly know them as one thing, and then behind the scenes, they secretly are another. And that's what I've been trying to say on the show for a long time. You have two mediums at work here and you have a public face and then you have like the UN's reputation is what? Peace. (laughs) We've had anything but peace (laughs) since the UN came into fruition. There was a reason that they adopted the UN. There was a reason UN was given everything a country has except a landmass because they could operate as such. Um, And they had their own operations at hand. The State Department is another one that Glenn Beck pointed out. The State Department is in collusion with the intelligence. Um, so the State Department has a public face where, where a lot of people think they're in the best interest of the United States. But actually behind the scenes, it's, 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 it's horrifying 
to know what the State Department's been all about, like Victoria Newland, assist, uh, assistant to the Secretary of State, um, handing out cookies to activists in Ukraine, um, handing out cookies to activists all over the place. You know, th- this is the kind of I'm public and here I am and this is the State Department. But we really were behind all of this rebellion and chaos going on. See, you'll never you'll never hear that from them. So the State Department works hand in hand with the intel agencies, with the CIA, factions of the CIA, with uh, CIAs from all over, like the Mossad, different people, uh, different uh, agencies, and they work all together, right? And you also you have your non-governmental organizations. When those came into fruition, it was taking your tax dollars, going abroad, and then being utilized by the intelligence operations to carry out certain things that they wanted done to create revolutions in other countries, to be behind the revolutions, but in public looking like they were against the revolution, right? Or for the revolution, depending on the narrative behind the scenes, they created it. That's what you're not going to hear. So they, they, the NGOs go around as seemingly altruistic groups like, oh, here we are, we're an altruistic group and we're giving and we're caring and we're in a third world country. Well, why are they really in the third world country? They're not there because they're always altruistic. They're not there for those reasons. So they call this Civil Society 2.1, right? Civil Society 2.1. Um, that agenda, which Hillary Clinton talks about, she's on tape talking about it. Or you have Victoria New, or I'm sorry, not Victoria New, the National Endowment of Democracy, um, the money that flows through there. It's anything, you know, it, it, isn't it strange how they're always using the word democracy? You have all of these different entities working hand in hand. The government has to manipulate who the world leaders are that we work with. That's the bottom line. And our government, our deep state, utilizes certain individuals in our government to do this and to carry it out. Victoria Newland was caught on tape talking about this, this very thing. We need our guy in. We have to have our guy in. We've installed a lot of guys in the 80s, Central America, right? In the 90s, Serbia, Bosnia. Uh, in the 2000s, Middle East. Now, Middle East. We've been doing, and I could go farther back than the 80s, but this is what I'm talking about because before the 80s, it was Asia. We have, we're always working to implement the guy that we want to work with to help, the, not we, these people, the Sorosites, the, um, the, the people behind the scenes, the deep state, in order to gain control by making it look like, by making it look like, We have a situation where people are organically having a revolution, but they're not. Paid interest to go in, and they have a a complete set of steps by which they work. And so you have a, how how do they get in and how do they change it? How do they make sure their changes are getting in? So they have steps, four steps. Step one, the U.S. State Department identifies and trains and funds civil society groups to mobilize, nurture chaos and revolution. You'll see these in your color revolutions. Okay. Um, uh, Leaderless revolution. Leaderless revolution. Antifa. Who's the leader of that group? Nobody knows, right? You can't go after who nobody knows. They They like it this way. It makes it harder to penetrate and harder to bring down. Step two, when opportunity emerges, U.S. trained activists go into action. 
Um, you'll see the, um, the uh, you know, McCain was seen and Hillary, of course, Benghazi was all about arming people, right? Arming people. Um, arming what they're calling, uh, um, you know, revolutionaries, but they're really terrorists. Um, then step three, you have the U.S. Department actively supporting the, the opposition, right? And the State Department is in constant collusion with the CIA and intel groups like, like Mossad and these non-governmental uh, uh, groups um, that take your taxes and, and do all of these things. And so this is why it's so scary is that you have all these groups that say they're working in the best interest of America. They manipulate it. And then, of course, they're, they're um, doing the exact opposite. It's like the Patriot Act. Nice name. Horrific. Horrific. Look at what it says. Um, step four, once the regime changes, it has occurred, you install our guy. So you have all these different steps that they take, and they've been doing it again and again and again and again, and they're good at it. And, uh, and of course, Soros calls it improving society, and subversive activity is actually fun. He says subversive activity is actually fun. Let me play this clip um, from that report on the Democrat Hydra. Let me, let me play Soros's clip. Here you go. Soros, in his own words, talking about how fun it is to create an experiment with his money, um, um, you know, uh, people. Here we go. When you uh, try to, say, improve society, you affect different people and uh, different interests differently, and they, they are not actually commensurate. So you very often have all kinds of unintended uh, adverse consequences. So I had to experiment, and it was it was a learning process. The first part was this uh, subversive activity, disrupting a rep- repressive regimes. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and that's actually what got me hooked on this whole uh, enterprise. Wow, he's not oppressing subversive. Um, uh, you know, um, coercive entities, he's suppressing um, other countries <laughs> to get his own oppression in. <laughs> That's what he's not saying. Um, and then uh, I think what, what, what's so fascinating to me is how this has really come about and what we're, uh, what we're really talking about. Civil society organizations, what they've been using. This is Hillary Clinton in her own words from that Hydra special. Here we go. Like putting a price on carbon pollution and using the money to fund clean energy and to send dividends back no using the to money to fund families. themselves that would lower emissions and raise income emissions at the same time not to mention weaken petro dictators like putin yeah or taxing net worth instead of annual income right? which would reduce inequality and provide the resources needed to make major new investments in infrastructure education and health. And then package it to we make it look nice. We should explore how to make a universal basic income work in a way that preserves dignity and a sense of purpose. Oh, universal income. And we income. need to reform corporate governance and break up monopolies and oligopolies. No, they're breaking up uh, sovereignty of other nations to do it. And the first experiment was the European, uh, the European Union. That was the first experiment in this. When I come back... Um, there's a couple of clips I want to play for you. And I also want to talk about the, um, 
the the truth about the Middle East, what we've been doing there, because this is really, really good. The State Department, in collusion with the CIA and intelligence agencies around the world, this is why they have no oversight. They didn't want any oversight so they could do these things. You have Soros involved in the mix. You have a lot of deep state members involved in the mix. He's easy to identify. His money's out there. And, of course, he funds a majority of, the, of these groups. But he's not the only one. Um, it's bigger and more vast than that, of course. Um, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Deep, uh, deep state dive. Be right back. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. back here with you kate daly's show yeah <laughs> we really are um and that's why they've made even bringing up the deep state such a theory conspiracy theory but it's all backed by facts they admit it themselves there's no theory here that's why i'm sick and tired of um of that label because it doesn't fit it simply doesn't fit anymore there's just too much evidence now it's overwhelming um so um, I'm here with you, uh, and we are uh, talking about the deep state. And let me say this. The deep state is alive and well, and alive and well for a reason. You know, as we arm terrorists, well, they call them revolutionaries, all over the country or all over the world, and we wonder why they're taking our guns, <laughs> which make no sense, because the argument to take our guns is not the same argument by which they're using to arm all these other people, arms deals that have gone bad, kind of like Benghazi. Um, we fail to see the connection in all, for century or for, you know, decades, I should say, in all of the countries that we've been tampering in for i mean it's been going on so long that i'm i'm just curious how much longer it's got to go on before we finally get it um before we get it and do you remember gen uh you know general wesley clark do you remember do you remember what he said right after 911 the day after 911 because they were looking for an opportunity with that new pearl harbor um type of uh situation which they referred to as 9 uh 9-11, um, an opportunity to invade. Here we go. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. Hmm. Yep, that was the game plan. It was announced. There's no theory there. 
And uh, and then, of course, you have Alec, Alec Ross at the um, State Department uh, saying this, and he's referring to the Arab Spring here. He's referring to the Arab Spring that happened. Um, this was about a year after Obama got in. Here we go. Watch. I think the best example of how it's redistributing power is if you think about the revolutions in the Arab world. A lot of people call these revolutions Facebook revolutions or Twitter revolutions. I actually disagree very strongly with people calling them Facebook revolutions or Twitter revolutions. Hmm. Yeah, um, (laughs) he should know. He should know. So here's the deal. In 2004, in the Ukraine, which is in the news today, considering impeachment, which is all a political theater circus. um, This is from Engdahl. Um, The recent protests, uh, and he's talking about recent because it was in 2004, have the stench of a foreign orchestrated attempt to destabilize the government of of, of Viktor um, Yanukovych, right? Uh, After he walked away from signing the EU Association Agreement, that would have driven this deep state wedge between Russia and Ukraine. And uh, and so uh, they met with the State Department, right, and is close because the the um, uh, the the new guy uh, meeting with Angela Merkel and the political machinery in Germany, the EU association agreement with Ukraine was widely resisted by a lot of the EU member states with deep economic problems of their own. And the two EU figures most pushing it. Swedish foreign minister and Polish foreign minister were both well known at the time in the EU as close to Washington. And the EU is strong, was strongly pushing the Ukraine EU integration just as it had been behind the 2004 failed Orange Revolution to split Ukraine and, uh, from Russia in a bid to isolate and weaken Russia. And then Ukrainians found evidence of direct involvement of the Belgrade U.S. finance training group Canvas behind their Kiev protests. So a copy of the pamphlet was given out to opposition protesters in Kiev, uh, and they obtained this pamphlet, and it was word-for-word, picture-for-picture translation of the same pamphlet used in the 2011 Cairo Square protests that toppled Mubarak and opened the door for the U.S.-backed Muslim Brotherhood. And the photo, they have photos of this online that you can check out. And Canvas received significant money from the U.S. State Department in 2000 to stage the first successful color revolution um, against Yugoslavia at the time. And then they have transformed themselves into a full-time revolution consultancy for the United States, posing as a Serbian grassroots group backing democracy. Who would ever think a Serbian-based NGO, non-governmental organization, would be the front for a U.S.-backed regime change? And then there was the strange Ukraine uh, opposition, the anti-government protesters that have been recruited uh, with money Uh, from among university students and the unemployed to come by bus into the heart of Kiev. And, um, and of course, you know, this was all guided, all paid for. And, uh, and then of course, backed by Victoria Newland. (laughs) Her name just keeps cropping up and up assistant, right? 
uh, assistant, U.S. Assistant Secretary of State, Victoria Nuland, and former uh, U.S. Ambassador to NATO, right? Married to Robert Kagan and herself a former advisor to Dick Cheney, some of the bad players in the Republican Party, in our own Republican Party. So um, it, it goes on and on. But there was evidence that a darker agenda was lying behind this democracy, quote unquote, opposition um, in the demands of the protesters. They went from, and this is important, demanding um, accession to the EU to demanding the immediate resignation of the government. And so um, it, it's kind of interesting when you really look at what they're about and what they're doing. Um, it doesn't shake out, right? It doesn't shake out. And so December 18th, that government took the win partly out of um, um, the, the sales of that government by signing a major economic agreement with Moscow, in which Russia agreed to cut the price of Russian gas exported by Ukraine to a third um, and, uh, and buy $15 billion of Ukraine's debts in euro bonds. And that gave Ukraine breathing room to avoid a sovereign debt default. And calmly negotiate over its future. So there were reasons for this. There were reasons that they bought and paid for and funded groups. They're doing a lot of funding of a lot of groups. They Soros funded uh, the immigration um, through Central America up through Mexico to our border. Paid for. Paid for. Paid them to come. There's just so much of this going on around the globe that we fail to recognize or see it. Because it's all shrouded in great little cute names that speak to open and free and, <laughs> and um, democracy. Aren't you so sick of hearing that word, democracy, and how it's used? Goodness. The U.S. State Department is one of the biggest offenders of all of this, one of the biggest offenders. Obama, the Presidential Directive 11, uh, which was all about political reform in the Middle East and Africa. And if you remember the clip I played, General Wesley Clark talking about Africa, talking about um, the Middle East and the countries we wanted. Um, that comes that comes to mind, doesn't it? 2009, uh, the Civil Society 2.0 that Hillary was talking about in that clip arrives in Africa full year before the Arab Spring. Arab, Arab Spring um, 2010, funding came from the State Department, National Endowment for Democracy, um, taught to use social networks for democracy. You have to think Egypt right now. Think about what happened in Syria. Same kind of thing. You've got the same way they do things. They don't. They haven't changed their playbook a whole lot. Um, but, uh, but, but judicial reform is one of the things they do, um, judicial reform and a rewriting of their constitution. Okay. Those are some of the steps they take. Those are some of the steps that Soros has outlined in how he does business. So you create these revolutions, you change their judicial, you change their, um, you change their constitution. This is so important to know, right? Chile is a victim of this. Um, uh, Venezuela, uh, so many victims of this. And they tried with Syria. They're still trying with Syria a little bit. Um, we, we, we didn't perform the coup and install our guy. And I'm sure that really ticked him off um, when plans don't go according. But they seem to get their way. They seem to get their way a lot. Um, 
And you saw when Hillary lost the election, you saw purple. Her and Bill were wearing purple, the purple revolution, right? The purple revolution. And this is important because what we don't get in America is that Soros is using the same steps here. You know, you supply what looks like some grassroots revolutionary types. They're really bought and paid for. But you supply them as if it's organic. You create a a race war as if it's organic. You, um, You go about and you change the judicial branch. How much of that happened here in the United States? You try to rewrite the Constitution. One of the biggest aha moments we'll have as a populace is what we've done overseas and what we've been doing to other countries is what we're doing here. How many calls have you had for Convention of the States? How many people have been trying to do this? And and Soros came out and looked like he was anti this. No, he's not. No, he's not. They want to get in there and rewrite it. Not to save us. They want to get in there to rewrite it. To abolish us. (laughs) To abolish this, whatever semblance we have of our Constitution. They want to rewrite it. We are a victim of the same coup right now happening That's been happening in other countries for decades. The same type of revolution. We are a victim of it right now. This whole charade around the Ukrainian phone call as being the reason for impeachment. Complete charade. A lot of people have been profiteering, especially leaders like Pelosi and Biden and Kerry and all these communists, um, all of their um, sons and, and, and daughters, right, um, all involved in Ukraine. Well, ask yourself, why are they involved in Ukraine? Why does the CIA keep cropping up in everything? Why are the CIA whistleblowers? Why was the CIA talked about when it talked about spying on uh, Trump even before he became president? Why is it CIA, CIA, CIA coming up? Why are they consistently lying? Why are they, why is Brennan a full communist head of the CIA? Why was he head of the CIA? Why is he always uh, in the news right now? Um, You know, this purple revolution. If you don't think we're involved in a revolution right now and, and that they're trying to do the exact same thing over here. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the convention of the state. You're going to even hear a lot of conservative um, talk show hosts talking about it as if it's the only way to help us and save us. Do you really want to put these people that have just changed the rules in the House to only hear one side of an argument? Do you really want to put them in charge of rewriting your Constitution? Do you really want to open up the floodgates to that? How do you think Soros does it? This is how he does it. This is how all of the deep state does it. George Soros is just one person. I mean, a pretty heavy hand, I'll admit. A lot of funding. He funds all these groups. But who do you think funded um, the judicial reform, if you want to call it reform? Reform, in their words, means installing their people. Who do you think did that? Soros's money. He wanted power. He doesn't want more money. He wants power. He's got enough money. Why do you think they want a global tax? Why do you think they want all this? They're trying to oust the Constitution. What do they do if they get their hands on the Constitution to change it? 
I sure hope you're against Convention of the States. Unless you want to see this happen here, because that's exactly what's going on. That's why it's so sickening. When I come back, a little bit more background on um, on a couple of things. Like maybe maybe you thought you knew what was going on, but maybe not. Maybe not. Also, in the next hour, the 80th floor. Uh, we have a, a gentleman from um, Illinois. We have a gentleman from Colorado. And uh, I'm going to read that in the last part of the last hour. Uh, a view from their floor, what they've learned, what they want you to know. So good. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't miss a minute of it. Go to the podcast on katedalyradio.com. If you miss it, listen to it. Be right back. Thank you for listening to The Kate Daly Show. You can go to The Kate Daly Show on Facebook, The Kate Daly Show on Twitter. Happy to see you there. And also message me. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at kate at katedalyradio.com. Go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of our live show.